When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Newcastle Natter is back for the season by Labrooks. Hello and welcome to the Newcastle Natter. I'm Paul Doolan and joined on the phone by a man who is finishing pasta as we speak and asked me to fill for a while so that he had enough time to finish his mouthful of pasta. Dave Watson, hello Dave. Hello Paul, just in time. Good pasta? (laughs) Oh, it's so tasty mate. Honestly, if ever you want a dish... Here's how you do it. You fry a bit of pancetta, you take it out. <laughs> I like if you were a TV chef, that's your phrase. Here's how you do it. <laughs> Here's how you do it. Fry a bit of pancetta, take it out of the pan, pour off a bit of the fat, put in the chopped up leeks, put in a bit of garlic, wilt that, put some creme fraiche in, bang the pancetta back in, boil up some pasta, grate some parmesan just before you're ready to serve, bang it together. Oh, what a dish. Wow. Yeah. I think we all know how you voted in the referendum. <laughs> well, no, because if I voted the way that you think I vote, I surely would have had, um, I don't know, quinoa or some shit. That's true, yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Or that foreign mock, just pancetta. Just pancetta? <laughs> just pancetta. Can you have <laughs> normal bacon? How are you? I'm good. It's been a while. Yeah, it has been a while. Sorry to the listeners. It's been a, a combination of... Actually, it wasn't our fault this time. International oh. break and then cock-ups last week yeah. that meant the show couldn't be recorded. For once, we weren't to blame. I mean, we are still to blame. Yeah. Because I could have recorded something. I could soliloquy or... I think if, you, if you're thinking about Newcastle podcasts and what they mean to you, think of us as like a favourite uncle who you're not going to see all the time, but it'll be fun when they turn up. And not that uncle that people don't not leave him. you alone with. No, <laughs> no. not that one. <laughs> no, let's not talk about him. <laughs> and we're not the... Have you listened to the Evening Chronicle podcast, Everything is Black and White? On occasion. <laughs> I only asked because I was listening to it today and it seems to start with 1970s car chase music for no reason. It sounds like really? Starsky and Hutch. And then it gets straight into very dry analysis of Newcastle. <laughs> hey, it's a good listen. It's just really, it's a very incongruous piece of music to start with. Well, uh, no, I, I don't remember, because normally what, what I tend to do is, because all podcasts have sponsors or adverts at the beginning, I tend to just skip forward a couple of minutes. Wow. So I miss a lot of this shit. We should start leaving messages at the beginning of the podcast for people who skip through to miss. Find yeah. your most loyal listeners. <laughs> um, but there's been a few games since the last one. Uh, I think the last one we did was after the Everton game. Yes, it would have been. So we've had the Arsenal game. Well, we've had the Bournemouth game. Oh, remind remind me uh, how ended, were we ended, <laughs> were we shit. Tri- no, no, we were, we were decent. Um, it ended um, 
2-2 with the mm-hmm. wonderful Matt Ritchie goal. Um, oh, yeah. God, we've not done one since then. No, it's been, it's been absolutely fucking ages. And yeah. part of it is, yeah, um, busy studio time and stuff. But, um, yeah, we, we haven't done one since then. Uh, Rescued the point last minute. With one and... of the most Scottish half volleys you'll ever see. Oh, it was it was Bannockburn on his left peg. It was if a left foot could physically shout the word freedom, that left foot did. <laughs> Unless he hit it with his right, I can't remember, but I'm assuming it was left. <laughs> if, if that's the, you know, if that was the the Scottish match, Richie, you know, screaming freedom. Whenever Stephen Glass took Ooh. a shot, it was more like a deflating bagpipe. I loved Stephen Glass. <laughs> I was convinced he was going to be amazing. To the point yeah, where, was... when I had FIFA, I used to edit his stats to make him absolutely <laughs> ridiculously good. But you also had a soft spot for CM De Jong, and I like I like the flair players. What can I say? Yeah, sort of. My 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 trouble is always when somebody has a, as uh, like a stuttering start to their Newcastle career. I'm always the one going, no, no, just give them time. All he needs is time and a bit of... Even if there's no reason for me to have faith in the player, I will have faith in the player. On an unrelated note, Dave, how do you feel Miggy Almiron's getting on? Shit. I think he's... I I honestly think he's changed our game for... Oh, hang on, you're breaking up a bit there. Am I back? You're back. Yeah, I know he hasn't scored, and I know he hasn't like a true assist because the the shot in the Everton game doesn't really count as an assist because you know Perez just followed it up. It does but, if you've optimistically put him in your fantasy team like I did. Well, that was an error. I mean, we're not scoring goals. You shouldn't put any of our forward line in the yeah. in your. Um, no, I think I think he's a I think he's a cracking player. And he is the kind of player that when he does score, I mean, he's not going to get you fifteen goals a season. Simply by have to hurry team. if he is. Yeah, but just by virtue of the fact that he's playing this team, playing this style, I, I think he's a. I think he's a very, very good player, and he yeah. certainly makes when they're playing well together. I think he, he makes Rondon on Perez's game come kick. I am being flippant. I think the way we set up, especially you watch us on the counter attack now, we've got something in him we've not had since probably Ben Arthur that we can break away incredibly quickly Richie just can't do it Perez can't it he's no. I don't think it's a coincidence that Perez has looked better since his arrival mm-hmm. defenses are just a bit more occupied now absolutely and and what the other thing that he does that um it's not really f- for our team but it's more to the detriment of the opposition is that I mean he draws fouls which is great yeah but it's that he he makes them have to keep a man back at corners um, when they've got an attacking corner. He makes them have to be aware of this danger that um, prior to this, they could they could pack our box for every attacking corner because the only players with any real pace in our team were, were Yedlin. And he's not going to burst into the um, into the box and have a shot. He's going to drive to the, the corner and try and put in a cross ball. Or you know, give away a penalty. Um, more on that later. More on that later. And then obviously after the Bournemouth game, which was a you know it was a decent point. You've always got to be happy with a point away from mm. home. Um, just outmatched by Arsenal. They're just a much better side than yeah, we are. Yeah, I was I was very disappointed in the Arsenal game just because 
our our levels are, I don't mind losing to a better team mm-hmm. that's fine. it's just the the levels of effort from the players seemed to be the sort of Lack. thing we were producing at the start of the season compared to now it felt like right. we kicked on this felt like our worst performance for months but these are these are games where um in the in the center of the park we really lacked any kind of creativity mm. we didn't have um we weren't playing shelby in the middle we we were playing key and hayden or was it diame and hayden but either way it's um that's not where creativity lies and unfortunately the only two central central midfielders that we've got that do create to to look forward and have the ability to find a player is Longstaff who's out for the season and um, and John Joe Shelby who seems to be persona non grata at the minute yeah Shelby Um, seems to be struggling to get in although there were times Hayden when Longstaff was around was playing a bit of a more attacking role. I don't see why that can't happen with Diame alongside him or with Key. Well, I don't, I, I'm not so sure that um, Hayden was playing an attacking role. And uh, and I think he was more that same defensive-minded um, break-up play, but just further up the pitch. Because we weren't asking him to... I mean, he was more involved in attacking moves, just because he's in that area. I don't think he was tasked with trying to find the ball, like trying to find the, the through ball or anything. Mm. I suppose, I yeah, if you look at Longstaff, he was pulling out the Shelby-esque passes, but it does seem odd that Shelby is being overlooked for every game. Yeah. I, th- I mean, we've got Leicester next, and I'm sure we'll get onto them properly later. Yeah. But given the, given the nature of the last two feats where we've we haven't created that much um you know not very many good chances i mean even against crystal palace um well let's get we on had... to the palace game now because i think we did create some good chances i think it was rondon's one of his more wasteful games yeah he had some very good chances but the the problem is there's nobody to replace him if he is having one of those games. Muto and uh, what's oh god, I've forgotten isn't it? Hosselu. <laughs> How could you forget? I know mighty Hosselu. Um, for all we we had a lot of shots. I mean, we had 18 shots, and I think we had something like five on ta- nine on target. We had nine on target. We didn't have a high like a high degree of those shots. weren't particularly good chances. Do you know what I mean? Like we, yeah, we still. I've I felt hard done by. I feel like we deserved at oh, least yeah, a draw, yeah. probably a win. Well, I mean, they scored with their sole shot on target, and it was a penalty. Yeah. So, of course, we're we're well within our rights to feel hard done by. And yes, Rondon could and perhaps should have done better with the the half chances that he had. But I can't really remember. Um, was it Gualta? You know the, yeah, well, the, the Crystal keeper. Palace keeper. Great, Can't remember I him having to pull off a really good save. Most of them were straight at him. I mean that um, that chance for Fabian Shah, uh, the headed the headed chance that it was Shah, wasn't it? There was um, a Rondon fairly easy header. Yeah, there no, may I'm have been a share one as well. Um, I'm thinking of uh, 
Was it Sean? No, it was Lejeune, sorry. Lejeune. Uh, oh. He had a header at the, the near post. And, um, yeah, it was either side, you know, a yard either side, and it's a goal. But it's just straight down the barrel, so... I think the frustrating thing was Guita looked really all over the place. He's sort of flapping at everything. We never really... At first half hour, we were testing them quite heavily, and then we just seemed to step off the gas a bit. Well, I honestly think the the game changed uh, when Lejeune went off injured. Yeah. Um, the impetus that we've been building in the second half drifted away. Um the quality that he's got in, because I suppose uh, it was a question asked by um, one of the listeners before the extended break, uh, was, you know, will Shelby get back in the side now that we've got Lejeune doing, you know, firing off those long passes? And when you've got Lejeune and Shah able to fire 40-yard balls into in the channels for men to chase, you don't really need Shelby and you can play with two, you know, two more defensively minded central midfielders. As soon as Lejeune went off, we lost a bit of that. I personally think that that was an opportunity, given that we were in the ascendancy. If you take off Lejeune um, because he's injured, you could have brought on John Joe Shelby and played like a, a four-three-three with Almiron and Perez a little bit closer to Rondon. And have, yeah, um, I can and see why we didn't because the balls. the fact Palace weren't getting any shots away, we looked fairly comfortable. I can see why he wanted to keep the shape the same, but I could, mm. I think you could bring Dummett on for Lejeune and still bring Shelby on for Hayden or Key sooner. Yeah, perhaps. I mean, <laughs> no point crying over spilt milk. I think um, it would have been nice to. To get to the the twelfth spot, get to would be thirty thirty six points. Um, yeah, uh, no thirty, yeah thirty four points, whatever it is. I don't yeah, know. I mean the good thing is Cardiff are looking pretty bad. Oh yeah, something, uh, something will have to go badly in... wrong for us to be in any real danger. Yeah, we're in no danger of going down. I just meant if if we could have uh, beaten Crystal Palace at home. Um, Finished, you know, got got ourselves to thirty eight points, got ourselves to twelfth position, or yeah, twelfth position. Um, I think that would have been the the tick in the box to say, you know what, lads, we're safe now, and we can we can go into games against teams like Leicester uh, that we've got coming up and play with a bit more freedom and play with a bit more like oh, it doesn't fucking matter, you know, we can we can kind of relax a bit. Yeah. Um, Whereas now, because we're not, we're not out of it. I think I think we're safe, but um, we're not on the beach. We're not like, mathematically out out of it. We still could do with one more win, and then that's when you start looking at the games that we've got coming up with with more negative eyes. You know, you're looking at Leicester away, and you're thinking if you're safe, you don't care. If you're looking for a win, then it's it's a tough game, and then you've got Southampton who are shit but scrapping for their lives. And then after that, you've got... Um, who's after that? Oh, it's Brighton away. Never an easy game. You know what I mean? You start, because we don't have that win, you start looking at those games more negatively. Whereas if... You, yeah, if although I think as well, problem, if you if you had to draw three Premier League teams to play, I think Leicester, Southampton, Brighton wouldn't have you 
petrified. Quaking in your boots. Yeah. No. No. It's weird because the, the next game, um, it's on a Friday night. It was on. We'll, we'll like, get on to that. I know. Sorry, Jesus, sorry, sorry, sorry. I think the um, only other thing I can think of to talk about with the Palace game is it was a pretty poor performance from Yedlin, who just seems defensively incapable. Mm. To be honest, if he didn't have Mankio behind him, and if he had, um, say, if Jamie Sterry was playing well. Yeah, is Sterry even with fringes, us now, or is he out on loan? Pretty sure we brought them all back, uh-huh. because they weren't getting the game time. We certainly brought uh, Elias Sorensen back, and he spoke yeah, a bit about weren't how... playing him at all, were they? No. I suppose you can't... You want your player who's out on loan to to get game time but if they're scrapping for their lives then you can't yeah. really insist that your inexperienced player is forced into a um, into a crunch game against in, in the bottom of the table right? yeah I think the uncomfortable thing for us is Yedlin is good going forward because he's fast he's defensively mm. quite shit but mm. he's still the best right back we've got at the club by some distance yeah, there's no, there's no competition for that place, really. Mankia no. will get the odd game, but you get the feeling it's usually for fitness issues. Yeah, because Mankilo isn't great defensively either. It's no. not, you know, it's not like God when we when we had um, the when we were still operating under the assumption that Hydara might be a decent player. Um, heady days, heady days indeed. You were like, well, play Hydara against this side because they're not great going forward, so you don't need that, but. Dominic's really good at the back yeah. to play him against. We're on on, on the, the right hand side. We've got we've got nobody. And to be frank, for all Dominic's uh, a loyal servant, and he's you know top end of the Championship, bottom end of the Premier League kind of standard. He's been kept out of the left back spot by a right winger. Yeah, although so is I was thinking about this today. So is Bereka, who we've not seen. I'd forgotten we'd signed. Mm. Got on I think he, I think he was always brought. He was always being brought in as squad filler, um, in case the because Dummett was injured at the time. So mm. the only player who could play at left back was Richie, and he, you know, he's been playing. Or Kennedy, well out of we were sort of told Kennedy was going to be the left wing back, but he's fallen so far from grace. So you can understand why um, Benitez brought in Bereka, but. Richie, to his credit, has played very well. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, you, you wouldn't look at him and go, fuck, man, you're out of position again. He looks fine at, at, at left wing back. So you, now that Dummett's back fit and Richie's playing well in that position and, and really does offer us uh, an attacking option on that left flank that we don't necessarily get from Dummett, um, it's hard to see where Bereka will fit into those yeah, I think he's there in case there's an injury crisis. And speaking of crises, we haven't gone to an ad break yet when we should have done. So I think we'll resume this after these wonderful messages. The Newcastle Natter is back for the season by Labrooks. 
Welcome back after those great messages. I mean, we, we don't hear them. It could be adverts for ISIS, for all we know. <laughs> I think they need to rethink their strategy. Maybe a good Patreon page. Oh, Doing podcast well, adverts might might be a boon. Just advertise on the side of a bus. It seemed to work for other, you know, horrible shits. Wow. Right, let's go to Twitter questions. We asked you listeners for some hot content you have replied literally in your two <laughs> Bedford Mag to be fair I did ask about half an hour ago while I was sat in the pub so it wasn't it yeah. wasn't going to be a flurry Bedford Mag asks with Ashley losing 150 million who will be the first to be sold how many times has Miggy shagged Richie's wife for Richie to hate him so much never passes to him how confident are you that Rafa will stay? So there's, there's three questions to unpack there. Good old Bedford. We can always rely on him. Yeah. Um, Do you think we'll have to sell it? I don't think, personally, Mike Ashley's outside business interests get in the way of what Newcastle can and can't spend. No, absolutely not. Um, he, they're two separate entities, and you've got to look at it as um, Sports Direct that entity was trying to buy Debenhams. Um, Mike Ashley losing 150 million isn't going to mean that, you know, we're about to sell. I don't know. We haven't got a real sellable asset. Like, uh, <laughs> we're not going to sell Dubravka for, for 36 million or anything like that. We might sell 30, uh, Dubravka for 36 million because that's what Mike Ashley wants to do with Newcastle United. They're two separate. Yeah. Two separate I would entities. say our most saleable assets are probably Dubravka, maybe Longstaff. I think if someone came yeah. in with an offer of sort of twenty million for Longstaff, it would be taken. Yeah, I don't yeah. Think I'd necessarily be wrong. I'd wouldn't yeah, want, I wouldn't want to sell him, but no, no, absolutely not. I think we are. I think what Raf has done is actually a quite clever ploy to get around this problem by making sure there are no sellable assets. <laughs> um, with regards to. Um... Almiron and Richie. Yeah, it is quite weird. I think Miggy fuck. has shagged Matt Richie's wife four times. I'm four fairly times. sure about that. Yeah. Are you willing to state your reputation on oh, it? Oh, yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll take I mean, it's a shit reputation, so who gives a fuck? Um, yeah, I don't get it. it. It's quite a strange thing. And you would have thought someone like Richie, who enjoys getting forward would enjoy playing alongside someone like Almiron who is, isn't just, he, he's not a Hatton Ben Arthur, he's not looking mm. for the to take the ball and run with it himself to the detriment of the team. You would have thought, but yeah, for, maybe, maybe it's on instruction, maybe the, I don't know. I think they've weird. just not developed an understanding yet. There was, I, can't, I think it might be the Arsenal game, Almiron played a ball for Richie about 15 yards in front of him to run onto which would have been fine the other way round, but Matt Ritchie is not quick. I just don't think they've got the the measure of each other yet. Maybe um, maybe Almiron of... just can't penetrate the thick Scottish accent. True. It's got, it's got to be tough. <laughs> um, how confident are you that Raffle will stay? I am about 90% sure that he Ooh, won't. That he won't? No. I think this is the thing, Luke think... Telegraph in the... No, Luke Edwards in the Telegraph. <laughs> yeah, Luke, Luke Telegraph in the Edwards, yeah. He seems very confident Rafa's staying. Mm. And 
because that's oh. what I want to hear, I'm choosing to believe that <laughs> over all the evidence that my eyes and ears are showing me. Well, Dave Kitson is... Um... Oh, I was going to get on to Dave Kitson in a bit. Okay. But actually, yeah, let's do it now. There's no, let's not bury the lead. Well, do you want to do the, last, the, other, the other question very quickly, which was Jake Sansom asked, um, how many years in the championship would you swap for an FA Cup win? Ah, uh, oh, in that case, I, we've got I, three questions from Twitter. I've forgotten about uh, that one. Uh, 25. <laughs> 25 years in the championship to win the FA Cup. Uh, like, See, yeah. I, I like the FA Cup. And if you'd asked me that question about 15 years ago, mm. I, it would have been a few more. But now, four? Really? Yeah. I've. It depends on... The final. If you could choose different types of final to trade mm-hmm. in for other years, so if it was sort of a Man U four-three win, I'd take oh, I seven years in the championship. I think there has to be a sliding but, scale for me. But like a penalty win against Birmingham City. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to want to be in the it. the second tier of football for long for that. No, uh, and then Kitson. Yes. Oh, actually, the other Twitter question, sorry, before we do do that, was Thomas Birkin. We can always rely on him as well. No, there's, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, it says, if question. Dave knows so much about football, how come he's so shit at fantasy football? We've not really checked in with the Natter League for a while, and we will at some point, but you are doing comfortably worse than the rest of us, Dave. And speaking I... of Dave's, Dave Kitson, tell us about <laughs> him. Um... So he said on TalkSport, uh, so, so for those who don't know, Dave Kitson's an ex-footballer, a uh, bit of a journeyman. Isn't he the secret footballer as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's the secret footballer. So he wrote um, wrote a column in one of the papers uh, as, as a footballer, like an inside source who didn't give himself away, but everybody could tell it was Dave Kitson. Um, he said that, don't ask him how he knows, but he knows that Newcastle United are going to be sold before the end of the season. He's mooting uh, like a price of like eight hundred million. I thought he is... said three hundred to four hundred. That's what I read. Oh, yeah. well, I know I've read different reports, but then like three to four hundred. Maybe it's makes inflation. Sense. I mean, if it's if if it's three hundred three to four hundred million pounds, and as is suggested to Chinese investors, I mean, brilliant. Yeah, that sounds grand. Um, but didn't we hear that the Chinese investing? in the Premier League was coming to a... Yeah, I hadn't heard the Chinese bit either to that. All I'd heard was he apparently works in the business side of football a bit more now as well. Yeah. Which is Basically, what, what's happened here is he said something I want to be true. Mm. I'm choosing to believe it against all evidence. Okay. Again. I mean, I tell you what, if the sale of the club does go through before the end of the season which I do not think it will then I would switch from 90% sure that um, Benitez will be away in the summer to 90% sure that he's going nowhere and he'll be here for like four or five years that's a big that's an 80% swing I know I don't fuck around with my swing Dave you've got a big swing (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I I I'd love to believe it, but I'm in the same camp as I think 90% of the... I'm saying 90% a lot. With the majority of the uh, the Newcastle supporting public are uh, bullshit, and I'll believe it when I say it. Yeah, we've been here before. 
And I think yeah. if life's taught me anything, it's when a lot of people are saying one thing and Dave Kitson is the only person saying another thing. <laughs> Probably don't believe Dave Kitson. Yeah. Because I've been yeah. burned. <laughs> Many times. Right, we've got a minute left. Leicester. We're playing on a Friday night. I know. I don't like I still don't trust games. it. It seems, it seems like it's a mid-season friendly. I don't, I don't yeah, like it. Yeah, it's too continental. Like you have I'm to up your beer percentage by a point if you're watching a Friday night game and <laughs> sit in a square. So they're sitting in seventh. They've won the last four games. They're, they're a good team and they've got a good manager now yeah. um, who, who likes to play attacking football. Um Probably not going to go well for us, is it? I would say we were sort of in a similar position last season, not expecting to win this. We won it 1-0 there. And I think we had my favourite passage of play in years during that game. Oh, well... The, like, seven or eight crunching tackles in a row. Yeah. 15 seconds of brrutal 1980s, 1990s tackles going in. Yeah. Lovely stuff. I would take Um, that and a 2-1 defeat, I think. Uh, I reckon 1-1. One, one. I think 2-0 yeah. Leicester. I think they're just they're just Better. in the ascendancy and they've got very good players. And yeah. they're actually they're playing towards Vardy. If you look at our our defence, Lascelles especially seems baffled by movement. Yeah. I can't see him coping very well with Vardy. But you never no. know. And with Lejeune out for the foreseeable future yeah, for the season definitely yeah I mean Fernandez and Cher and Lascelles I don't know well I wonder They're... if we'll just put Dummett there because that was the change on Saturday mm. which at least yeah, feels like a more be... natural we've still got Clark if we want another left footer we've at least got depth Fernandez has been a good player for this season so I think he's still got a role mm. I think Cher's a shoe in for the right hand centre back role if we're still yeah. five yeah, at yeah, the yeah. back and the cells yeah. will start to be club captain. So yeah, you'd expect it to be Fernandez or or Domit, unless of course Benitez decides that he wants to go one at the back and Keegan it. He won't. No, but you're saying two one. I'm going to say two. No, I'm saying one one. You're saying one one. I think yeah. that's it for us. So it's been a bit of a quick one, but thank you very much to you, Dave. Thank you, Paul. And thank you to you, the always patient Natter listeners. And we'll speak to you very soon. Goodbye. Goodbye. The Newcastle Natter is back for the season by Labrooks. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.